I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you with another episode of Fully Loaded Kansas City. Big time. We're Big outside. Time. Uh, weather's it's a beautiful awesome. day. 70 whatever degrees, 70 degrees out, yeah. something like that. This is a good day to be outside. Um, so, of course, we're out here and uh, we're, we're doing a little show. Um, still not a lot going on in the sports world, so, you know, we kind of got to pick and choose what we talk about. Yep. Uh, but, uh, I mean, so, uh, well, usually what we start the show off with is uh, the last dance mm-hmm. uh, episodes. The uh, last two episodes aired on Sunday. Nine and ten. Gary's all in on that. I am. Um, I still, I haven't recorded, so I, need, I still need to watch them. Uh, but what were your takeaways from the final two episodes? Uh, you know, the, the things that were constant throughout, you know, just Jordan's competitive edge. The the biggest thing that came out kind of from this these last two episodes was that even though Jerry Krause, the GM, had told Phil Jackson at the beginning of the season, 82-0, you're not coming back. Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Bulls, called Phil Jackson after the season and obviously they had won the, the third championship in a row, you know, the second three-peat of the 90s. And he told Phil Jackson, hey, if you want to come back, then you have earned that right. And Phil Jackson said, no, I just I feel like it's time to move on. We, uh, you know, we accomplished what we did, and I feel like it's time to move on. That's not fair to your general manager. Yeah. And- Which I, I did not know that that phone call took place. But – that gives me a lot more respect for Jerry Reinsdorf than I originally had. Yeah, uh, the the thing is, the way it all kind of went down, and I, I haven't watched I haven't watched the last episode, but I, I have watched uh, I have watched actually a video that, that Skip Bayless put out uh, where he's talking about covering the last season and some of the dynamics that were going on between uh, the GM and, and and some of those guys was basically they it was a super toxic relationship. Um, those guys they worked together, but not. Not well at all. And uh, one thing that, I mean, I think everybody at this point kind of knows that really Krause should have never said that to Phil Jackson. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you go 82 and 0, you're out of here. The deal is when you are, when you, you're in charge of a team, your whole goal is to win championships. And basically we had, what it feels like is that he had gotten to the point where he was letting his ego um, kind of, and we've seen this before with other franchises when mm-hmm. they when they dissolve, um, or even like di- like dynasties when they dissolve, yep. is that somebody's ego gets a little too big, and then and then it dissolves, and then later on they go, oh shoot, I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, you know, an example for sure is the Bulls. Uh, yep. Another example is kind of the, you know, you want to call Kobe Bryant kind of an MJ clone, um, the Kobe Bryant Shaquille O'Neal relationship. Dissolved too, and there, there's that's another team in the early 2000s that probably could have won a couple more. Yep, because um, you had Kobe Bryant uh, playing uh, playing guard, and then yeah, you know, yeah, Shaq center. I mean, they were they were they were unstoppable. I mean, they really were. I mean, yeah. and, and they, I, don't, I don't remember if we had talked about it on our show after that episode aired with the Kobe interview, but him talking about you know basically what what you got from him was because of MJ, because of Michael Jordan. That Michael Jordan taught him, you know, a lot of things when he was a young player. And he's like, you don't get five championships from me if it's not for Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, and there's clips on YouTube you can watch. You can look them up. Uh, they're pretty cool, actually. You can, It's like a parallel 
uh, to where you see MJ or or and Kobe bring the ball down the court and then do literally do literally do the same shot. It's yeah. exactly the same. Uh, and of course, uh, MJ is t- the perfect guy to emulate your game after, especially if you can if you have those abilities and you can kind of do some of that stuff. Because Kobe Bryant in his prime is really really good too. I mean he's you know he's up there. Worst case scenario for everybody, he's top ten. Um, for me, he's in my top three. Uh, but but worst case scenario for everybody is top ten. Yeah. Some guys want to throw in like Kareem or like uh, Russell or even, some people have like I've seen people have like Larry Bird in front of him, which was all respectable, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing is, we kind of what I've kind of gathering from some of the stuff I've read about these episodes is that they they ended it too soon. They should have went. They should have went another year. So yeah. Speak, speaking of that, they showed. Uh, Michael Jordan. One of my favorite parts of the documentary is the interviews they did with other people, and then they would show them to Michael Jordan on the iPad, and we get his initial reactions, stuff he hasn't seen, which we we all know Michael Jordan's not letting this thing get out unless he has total creative control over over it, right? So, but they're showing his reaction. They show him the interview where Jerry Reinsdorf is talking about, you know, hey, I called Phil, and Phil said he was out. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan, his thing was, and the competitor he is, he's like, on the playground, if you keep winning, stay on the court. And he goes, I had been signing yearly contracts with the Bulls at that time since he had came back from baseball. He was on a kind of a year-to-year basis. He's like, I think if you would have sat me and Phil and Scotty and Dennis down in a room and said, hey, do you guys want to run it back? said I think everybody would have been in which I kind of I don't know about Scotty because Scotty did go on to get paid right after that um, by Portland right or was it Houston uh dang it uh he is is he part of a is he part of a trade or yeah he he got traded um I think it's Houston. But I mean, he I think he won it out. I think too. he's like Houston for a year, and then he's like, and then Portland. he goes to Portland, okay. and then he ends his career in Chicago. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, he he got traded and got paid, and so I, I don't know if he stays for, you know, the, the the money. But at the same time, if you have, in my opinion, if you get Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan on board, obviously that's going to get more of. Like Scotty's gonna kind of see because Scott Scotty had played without Michael for a couple years there while he was playing baseball, about a, a, the eighteen months. So he kind of understands, but his relationship with the front office was always rocky too. So who knows? You know, it's it's a it's a one thing you can pull out of this documentary is uh, their front office is not great. No, it's a detriment. I mean, really, like. I saw a thing outlining, um, and I think it was on the documentary too. But I saw kind of a, like a tweet that outlined um, uh, Krause's moves after this deal, where he starts trading guys off. He literally dissolves the team um, for all the guys that he traded away and all the guys that he brought in. Uh, one guy, one guy started for the Bulls like half a season. I mean, they totally dissolved the team. I think the next season yeah. they only win like 15 games. I mean, Steve Steve Kerr, he he he, he was out of there. He wins it. So, so yeah. Scotty Pippen was out of there. Yeah. Another you know, note about Steve, Steve Kerr is that he gets straight to the Spurs, and he wins a championship the next season with the Spurs. Um, and there's, I think I read a thing, right? Uh, he's the, actually the only NBA player that's won four in a row 
Um, oh wow! Which is actually interesting. I saw that. I said Steve. They said Steve Kerr won four in a row, and I was trying to go back and think of. Do I know anybody else that's won four in a row? And I, I don't. I know the yeah. three peats. Um, don't if, know if you else if you know somebody that won four in a row, tweet us at Midwest Mike's. I mean, literally, the hardest thing to do is to win is to win back to back to back. Yeah, to back. I mean, any, even like to back play to at back. that level all the time. Yeah, because it just doesn't happen. Uh, because you know, talent levels are so similar. Uh, that it doesn't happen. I mean, even even like, uh, you know, I'm a LeBron guy, and he goes to Miami. You know, they go to the finals four times. They win twice. So hard to win the four in a row. I mean, it, it's insane. So even for the Bulls to get three in a row twice is, I mean, it's super crazy. Yeah. Six and eight years. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we, we definitely probably would have got um, the next season if Jordan stays. We probably definitely, I mean, Steve Kerr's not on the Spurs probably. I don't know. But anyways, we probably do get uh, Bulls, Spurs, Finals, which would be Would have been epic. Awesome. Um, another thing, you know, talking about Steve Curry, he shared the uh, story about his father, which I was unaware of. Um, but his father actually was uh, assassinated because he was a, like a dignitary in a form, uh, foreign country when Steve Curry was, was a kid. Yeah, he, he talked about it um, and got assassinated. While he was overseas, um, so representing the United States, uh, I can't remember the, the country off the top of my head. Should have wrote it down, but anyway, didn't. So, but uh, but I mean that was a sad story, uh, you know, with, with Steve Kerr and his dad. But Steve Kerr, I mean, great story with him and him winning, you know, all, all those championships and being with the Bulls. And I mean, I if if Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson would have. Could have came back to the Bulls. I think they win their seventh. I agree. Championship that next year. You know, I, I just, you know, I'm an MJ guy, and and I'm not betting against MJ if he's with Phil Jackson. And you know, I, I just, I, I can't believe that the front office of the Bulls, you know, mainly Jerry Krause, couldn't see. The, the big picture here. I mean, the Bulls start rebuilding. I mean, one, one of the last things they show when the documentary's over is about, you know, talking about Scottie Pippen getting traded and Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan retired, Phil Jackson leaves, this and that. And then they said the Bulls began rebuilding. Well, they're still rebuilding today. I mean, what is it, 20 years later, 22 years later? Yeah, I mean, they really uh, they kind of – what the thing is with the Bulls? Derrick Rose, you know, if his story goes different, maybe. Uh, but he – I actually – yeah. I mean, I mean, if you want to jump on – I was going to say bring up Derrick Rose. Uh, the Bulls hit the jackpot with him. Uh, he gets hurt. I actually think it's somewhere along Derrick Rose, if he stays healthy, somewhere actually along his career, I think he does get a championship. I mean, he was that good. Yeah. Um, but it took him that long. I mean, think about it. It took him yeah. that long to find another guy like that because Derrick Rose is dynamic, and he's actually he's you know he's still dynamic. He yeah. play he still plays in the league, and he's still really good. And my, um, Michael Jordan is just he's built different than ninety eight percent of people. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's uber competitive, uber successful. I mean, I'm I'm a competitive person, but my level of competitiveness does not even relate. To you know where where MJ is. I mean, he he's betting on everything. He's that competitive that he has to win at everything. I mean, and you know you've you've been in competitive situations with me. You know on the beer pong table, and I'm not a pleasant person when I'm getting beat. 
No, and it's, it's kind of fun to rub it in your face because uh, yeah. you get a little crazy, and and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, one thing, one thing I want to uh, also bring up too is that this is kind of I mean with the Bulls doing this, and we talk about how uh, the uh, crowd should have kind of uh, put the ego on the back seat to try to keep them together. A lot of people, you know, they they have a lot of hate for the like I'm, I'm changing sports. A lot of people have hate for the New England Patriots, but literally what those guys did was Belichick and mm-hmm. Brady put the ego in the back seat, and they rolled together for that long. And they have a lot of championships going like that, and they made, and went to a lot of Super Bowls. Um, and the thing is, that's what you got to do um, whenever you have something good going on. I mean, literally, and the thing is, the competitive nature of those two guys, Belichick and Brady, is actually why we – I think I think why we have – what we have today with Brady being with Tampa is because both those guys in their in their kind of fun way want to see if they can do it without the other guy. Because actually, uh, uh, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. they actually still have a good relationship. Yeah, it's just Belichick thinks like, okay, this guy's in his forties, and I want to see if I can win one without him. And Brady says, you know what? I don't want to get tied to Belichick, thinking everyone thinking that I can't win without him. And so those guys are going to try to beat each other, which actually is really – it's really cool It's going to be really fun to watch. And it does – yeah. I mean, the thing is it's going to be great. And, you know, if anybody's saying that you know, New England's going to be trash, I don't think so. And for anybody thinking Tampa's going to suck, I don't think so either. Crazy division. Uh, so they may – you know, I haven't gone to the Super Bowl. But anyways, what we're so saying is – Another thing is what we're – well, What I'm basically saying is it is super hard to keep those dynasty teams together – for so long, and basically what you see every time a dynasty gets dissolved, or or a team that goes to multiple championships gets dissolved, a lot of times it has to do with ego. Yep. And a lot of times these guys let the ego get in their way. And one thing you know, Scottie Pippen did say to his credit is that Jerry Krause is probably the greatest general manager of all time because he did assemble that team. I mean, he didn't draft Michael Jordan, but the other pieces he did get. It's really, really weird uh, uh, to think that he actually he could go from in the '90s putting together a team like that, and then literally after Jordan leaves, and all the trades he did are busts. Yeah, and almost every draft pick for the next seven years is a bust. Yeah. But for a, a span of time, he is really good. Um, so I wouldn't put him as the greatest of all time yeah. general manager, but. Um, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, Scotty Pippen, he, that's kind of how Scotty closed out his interviews. Or, or I don't know that he closed out his interviews, but that's kind of the last thing you see from Scotty is him talking about, you know, hey, I, I got the opportunity to play with Michael Jordan, who's the greatest player. I had Phil Jackson, who was the greatest coach. I We had Jerry Krause, who was the greatest GM. And, you know, I mean, Steve Kerr was – a great role player, and you know they talked about how Steve Kerr hit some big shots. They met Tony Kukoc also. You know, yeah, Tony Kukoc. Um, so you know, it's a great story. And if you have not watched the ten hours of the Last Dance, you need to. It's definitely worth the time to sit down and watch it. Uh, it's great TV. It's great entertainment. There's no live sports, so I, I can't stress enough. Watch, watch the Last Dance. Hopefully you guys don't hear my neighbor talking. Uh, he's yelling at his son. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you guys can't hear that. Teaching him some baseball or something. Yeah, he's, he's, they're working on some baseball over there across the fence. But, 
you know, anyway, so what, what do we got next on the agenda, Austin? Uh, so there's a few things we can talk about. I don't know if we've talked about – have we talked about what, – what show – no, we no. We didn't talk about Mike Tyson on this show, did we? No, we did not. We so not. let's go ahead and bring up uh, – let's go ahead and talk about Mike. And uh, if people haven't seen it, they ha- he actually put out on his Instagram yep. uh, a nice little workout video. Uh, where he's going, uh, it's a guy wearing, he's got, the guy's got the pads on his hands, he's got the bodyguard on, and Tyson's going. Um, literally a few months ago, Tyson's kind of uh, out of shape, and for some reason, he wanted to get back in it. And so he, uh, this video he put out, which I, w- I would encourage everybody to go on, on his Instagram. Go on your Google machine. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to watch. Uh, he's 53 years old. Um, and he's going. And then at the end of the video, he says, he points at the camera and he says, I'm back. And everyone's kind of wondering, like, what is he talking about? And so what we've kind of gathered and some of the news things that's kind of come out is that uh, Mike Tyson's talking about doing um, anywhere. It's anywhere from exhibition match all the way to he actually is coming back to the boxing ranks. And actually, I was reading before the show, uh, w- the WBC said, hey, if he passes, passes a physical – and if he if he actually wants to get back into competitive boxing, we'll put him in our rankings and we'll mm-hmm. go. Um, so the one thing I saw is that he he if he wants to go that route where he actually wants to go for a championship, um, what he has to do is he's gonna he's gonna do a fight uh, against a decent opponent, um, which could be like uh, it could be Shannon Briggs, who's kind of an older boxer also. Anyways, if he ends up winning this, WBC said. Okay, some of these guys will put together a fight for him into somebody that's in the top ten, and if he beats that guy, sky's wow. the limit for him. Yeah, um, he could perhaps become the oldest champion of all time. Anyways, what we're kind of getting to is uh, me and Gary or anything. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest boxing fan. I yeah. do enjoy it, um, but Mike Tyson is another level. Um, so, if Mike Tyson does do this exhibition match or something like that. Um, me and Gary and then probably a few other guys, we're going to live stream us watching the fight. We're going to go old school. Everyone's going to pitch in for the pay-per-view. Yep. And we're going to get pizza or whatever. You know, We're a little bit older now, so we get some beer. And then we're going to watch the fight. So uh, kind of curious to see what everybody else thinks about hey Tyson coming back or whatever. Hey yeah, so the – Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. We yep. got you. All right. Ball came over the fence. It's all right. We'll get it. We'll get it here in a little bit. That's the, the thing with live television, you know. It happened. But anyway, so I was saying, Mike Tyson, if if he comes out of retirement and has a boxing match, yes, we are in. Uh, we will live stream us and probably, like he said, some other people, some friends. We'll get together. We'll have some adult beverages, uh, you know, beer, vodka, whatever. And we will watch this fight, and we will live stream it on our Twitter uh, at Midwest Mike's. Also, probably you know we'll we'll talk to Gap, but probably on the KCPN Twitter too. Um, you know, live stream it there so that we can bring you guys more quality entertainment because we have been creating content for a long time, two and a half years. Uh, you know, I, I know that this show has been a little different uh, because there's not live sports going on things for us we want to talk about what we're betting on and we want to tweet those things and let you guys know but there's just there's not a lot going on with covid so but if mike tyson has this fight 
we will be watching it and we will be live streaming ourselves watching it uh, to you guys out there in the uh, internet world. So I'm all in on that. I, I, I think 53-year-old Mike Tyson can still throw a punch that would knock out almost anybody. But I'm not sure how many punches he can take. But, I mean, that was kind of always Tyson's deal. You know, his fights, until he lost to Buster Douglas, you know, his fights were short. He knocked people out in the first few rounds and moved on. You know, he just he, – he had punching power unlike anything we had ever seen to that point. Yeah, and one thing uh, that happened is uh, I, I remember seeing this quote, and I just actually looked it up so I could read it off. Um, so something happened with Tyson, and I'm not really 100% sure what it is. Um, but basically the quote is, he says, I feel unstoppable now. Uh, the gods of war have, have reawakened me. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so for some reason, I mean, here's the deal. For a long time, he said he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to box because he felt like that actually fed into um, a guy he didn't want to be. Um, so if anybody knows anything about, uh, a little bit about Mike Tyson's uh, background, is that basically uh, you know it's a it's it's a really rough up, upbringing, and then and some of the guys that kind of take him in and really kind of put any kind of structure in his life uh, was at the boxing gym, um, and then basically what happened is he kind of gets away from some of those guys, and then you have guys like Don King um, and other people that kind of leech off of him, that kind of feed into a lot of the terrible things that he kind of did. Um, definitely not blaming um, that kind of stuff on everybody else, but. There was no one there for him. For there was no one around him that was going to tell him no. Um, and the thing is, you, I, I like to say this: you definitely are the um, the people that are around you are definitely what's feeding you and what's going to come out of you. And you're definitely the average of the people that you're around. So he had the wrong people around him. He finally got the right people around him, and he found peace. And then all of a sudden, something happened where he just wanted to get back in shape. And, and really, the way for him to get back in shape was to start boxing. But it's a different Tyson. Uh, to the fact where I think he said if he does exhibition fights, like it's all going to be for charity and stuff like that. His yeah. podcast is actually hilarious. Uh, it's really funny. Um, so uh, I'm I'm supporting of it, especially with this <laughs> with COVID going on. I'm like, dude, give me any kind of sports news I can yeah. take. And also, I mean, we were we talked about like Michael Jordan. That's the '90s thing. Tyson's also kind mm-hmm. of a, a early '90s thing. Yep, uh, a little bit late '90s thing too. And so we're all about it. I mean, we're big wrestling fans, you know, and one of the most memorable Tyson moments for me, you know, is the build-up to WrestleMania 14 with him and uh, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels going into that match and, and his appearances. He was known as the baddest man on the planet at the time and, you know, did, did some things with, with wrestling and made some appearances. So, you know, I, yes, I, I want to see Mike Tyson come back, but I don't want to see him be a shell of what I remember. I don't think he is. If he if he comes back to box, I, I want it to be hundred percent. I want to, and I and I don't think I don't you know because we we've seen older athletes that try to compete when they can't, and Definitely. it just it and looks I, and actually, I was going to bring that up. I, I don't want to see that from Mike Tyson. I would say this: the one one of the things that's very different about that that kind of stuff uh, about the older athletes coming back. Um, I think in fighting world. Uh, you had it like Chuck Liddell came back and fought Tito Ortiz, and it was uh, it was not good, super garbage, right? Tito Ortiz actually um, stayed in shape and is 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 like always doing stuff. Liddell kind of came out and was like, "I'll fight," and then you know whatever. There's no 
pre-fight videos of him doing whatever. We have footage of Tyson slim. Yep, doing built, what he can. Fast, speed. And the thing is, too, um, it all really de- – and the thing is between the exhibition and if he's actually going to do professional fights will all depend on ha- if, if this is related to any kind of um, TRT stuff where I, I've seen Joe Rogan kind of uh, uh, maybe say, well, maybe Tyson's getting testosterone replacement therapy, which actually at his age it probably is it, totally legal uh, to get that yep. done because he definitely has lost – he's 53, he's lost testosterone. So if he's getting that and then that's why he's kind of getting back into it, that's cool. Um, but the thing is, I actually, from the footage I've seen of Tyson, I don't think it's going to be some old man yeah, that's going to go out there and get destroyed. The video you were talking about, I, I think look, he looked great. Looks really good. Um, you know, I, he, I hope I look like he that was, when I'm He was throwing fitness. hands. Uh, so, you know, he, he's in better shape than I am right now at, at 37. Yeah, so. me too. Which actually, and another you thing know. too is that it's kind of cool about this, uh, and I'm being, I'm being serious, is when you see guys like this kind of get back in shape, start going, it makes you think about yourself and go, what the heck? Maybe I should do something because this guy looks like he's like on camera. Wait, wait till you see me come August. Is that what's going down? Yep. Wait till you see me come August. What's going on in August? I'm going to be a lot slimmer. I'm getting ready. I I tell you what. On a on a little side ready. note, no one really knows about uh, GWF stuff. We used to do a backyard wrestling league. Yeah. One reason why I thought about getting back in shape is to, is to do that. So. Um, but, like, yeah, I think it's a kind of an inspiration when you see kind of these older athletes kind of get back into it. And, and you go, man, I should get back into it. I always think, like, Stallone's inspiring because Stallone's in, like, his 70s yeah, and he's and still he's great shape. Yeah, yeah, um, You know, but, yeah, it, it is inspiring. And, you know, watching the, the Michael Jordan documentary and then seeing Mike Tyson at 53 do what he's doing to get back in shape, you know, it is inspiring. And, and I'm like – Hey, uh, I can get I can get in a little better shape too. Not that I was ever in great shape, like a professional athlete shape, but I've no. been in I've been in better shape than you know, yeah, I, I am right now. That's just a it's age, and then just a little bit of, you know a little bit of drinking, and uh, just you know relax a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of it, but kind of relax yeah. a little bit, and and it's just it's easy to get out of shape, so. and so it's it's a, like a routine thing. But. Yep. So what do you got? What do you got next on the agenda? One thing we can talk about too is uh, something that came out this week, okay? Um, which was uh, Mr. Mr. Ben Roth was NFL, NFL. Uh, gotcha. Mr. Mr. Big Roethlisberger put out a video of him. Uh, he shaved up, and he said he would shave when he's ready to th- throwing balls, and he's feeling good. Shaved he's, up, he's looking good. So um, he said he would trim the beard when he got to throw to his teammates. So and so he did that. Beard trimmed, and so the, the video that come out is actually, a, a, it's, I think it's a great hype video. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts it out, and uh, I, I think it looks good. Um, one thing that we talked about off air, and I talked about with some of my coworkers, is who do you think might be what team in the NFL you think might be the most improved team? And the thing is, when you talk about most improved team, it's easy to say, well, Cincinnati, they'll go from yeah. being one win to five, four wins. That's most improved. I think most improved actually is a lot more intangible. So most improved can be two wins if that gets you into the playoffs, if that gets you past the hump. Because it's it's easy enough yeah. to be a 500 team and then go – or it's easy, sorry, it's easy enough to, to win two games and then go win six and go, well, I won four more games, so we're most improved. No, I don't think so. The margin still, for error is different. Good, you're still not a good team. So what we're looking for is intangibles and – 
wins also, but intangibles where you can see the team is most like it's just boom, it jumped way up, right? Um, for instance, I would say last year's most improved team, and this is going to sound a little crazy, but I think it's true for me when I think about it is Baltimore. Baltimore goes from being like a pretty good team, pretty good team to the, I mean they were in the hunt there at the to end, being right? like all the way in the hunt to yeah. where Vegas has them as like the three or the two for Super Bowl odds, right? Mm-hmm. That's most improved. They weren't a, they were not a bad team before, but they basically catered the offense to Lamar Jackson and the defense was solid. Bam. Going, right? Mm-hmm. Really most improved. So, deal. Uh, with Big Ben kind of throwing made me kind of think uh, Pittsburgh obviously is going if Big Ben starts all of last year, they're obviously a better team, right? So it made me kind of think, who is the most improved team or who will be the most improved team in the NFL this year? Um, for me, I obviously brought this up. So I'll say Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, the reason I'll say Pittsburgh is because I believe, um, you know, they won seven games last year um, with a couple of their backup quarterbacks. Um, I think Tomlin's a great coach. I think the organization's a good organization, obviously. Uh, a lot of Super Bowls. Family's own Rooney family's own the team forever. Um, I think they go. For, I think actually win the AFC North. Who do you have as your most improved team in the NFL? You know, and we can't say Tampa, right? And you know, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I should have yeah. said that earlier. Um, when I've talked about this with people, I'm like, don't say Tampa. That's easy, right? Well, Brady went to Tampa, so Tampa. That's a cop out. Yeah. Pick we somebody can't else. Say Chiefs. Oh wait. They won the Super Bowl. So pick somebody else. You, you can't. They literally go uh, from Super Bowl to like undefeated all the way. Yeah. No. Uh, you know the 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 Chiefs will be good again. I, I've said it. You know, and, and the more I think about this, the the teams that kept coaches, kept coordinators, um, kept quarterbacks, because it's such a quarterback driven league, will be really good again. So I think Cincinnati's going to struggle. I mean. New coach, new quarterback, all those things. Uh, you know, it's easy for me to say my Cowboys are going to get in the playoffs. I actually and, wouldn't have mind. I would, I would, I would actually wouldn't have minded if you would have said Dallas. Uh, you know, and and obviously it's the first team that comes to mind. I mean, I'm wearing my, my gear today. Uh, you know, new gear. Wifey got me for for the birthday, but you know, Pittsburgh. I, I think Pittsburgh's going to actually be down. I think they're going to disappoint a lot of people. Um, you know, kind of a hot take. But as far as most improved, um, I think I'm, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints because they're going to play in the at least the NFC Championship. Whoa. And so, I mean, obviously last year they still made the playoffs, uh, you know, so it's not – it's not like I'm I'm reaching here, but no, no. I, think, I, I mean, yeah. New Orleans, like like you said, with your description of most improved. No, and I think it, them I, getting to the NFC Championship would be a big step. And and they yeah, I say the easiest thing to do with most improved, if, if I mean, is be like, well, they they go from two wins to seven wins, most improved. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. No, most improved is like a team that's going that was at a hump that's yeah. going to jump over it. That's most improved. Yeah, so that that's why for, I, me, for it, me it's the New Orleans Saints. I, mean, I actually I, like that. So going. you think they go from being – well, they play the, the divisional and they lost? Or they, uh, yeah, they did, yeah, I, th- I think they lost in the divisional round this year or last year. I'm trying to remember. Divisional um, and then they lost. So, so you think NFC Championship yep. could be, it, could be Saints-Niners? I think it could be. You know, last year it was Packers-Niners, uh, you know, which, which was a really good game. 
Um, which is really surprising. We, we have to go back to the draft. Yep. Really surprising. The Packers took a quarterback. Went ahead and took a quarterback. In the that first round. is crazy to me. But anyway, that's that's a whole other show. But yes, uh, most improved team, if you're going to put me on the spot right now, I'm going New Orleans Saints. You know, we talked last week about Drew Brees a lot and, you know, all, all those reasons. I mean, same coach, same quarterback, just San Francisco is going to be really good again. I think San Francisco may not have as much of a Super Bowl hangover as some other teams have because of COVID. And other teams are not getting to work in the spring. Mm-hmm. That that Because typically when you go back to work in the spring, if you didn't achieve your goal, and, and I don't care, every team in the NFL wants to make the playoffs. Every team wants to get to the Super Bowl. That's what those guys are all working for, right? So... Them not being able to get back to work to catch that best team in their division. In the NFC, it's the San Francisco 49ers. And in the AFC, obviously, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody's chasing the Chiefs. They, they, they won the Super Bowl. You know, we, we talked about it on the draft show. Everybody in the AFC West said, we got to score points. We need a draft offense because we ain't stopping Mahomes. And, I mean, that's true. You're not. Mahomes is a once-in-a-generation talent he's the best quarterback in the nfl and so everybody is chasing the kansas city chiefs which, which is insane it's, a to, thing. it's, it's insane to think if you'd that. have told me 10 years ago that i'd say that right now i'd be like nah people aren't chasing the chiefs i would say i mean yeah okay let's say this i would say i'm really i'm really i'm really hope that comes true yeah but it was unlikely, but right? I, I was like ten ten years was was it ten years ten ago? Years ago. Ten years ago is Matt Castle. Is I think that right? So, yeah. Twenty ten. Probably I'd be like, then, yeah. I'd be like, I don't even know where we're going. I mean, I mean the, you know, the, the ten, franchise is directionless. Yeah. So to think that you turn it around, so I mean, but yeah, so most that. improved team for me is the New Orleans Saints. You got Pittsburgh Steelers. I got New Orleans I like Steelers. Steelers. Let's hey, put your money where your mouth is. Let's let's put a dollar. Oh yeah, yeah. Right let's now. put a dollar. Uh, okay, so I I said it wasn't about okay. What, how do you want to do this? Whichever team makes it further, right? You want to just do whichever team makes it further? Because I or, say because they did they did they make the playoffs last year? No, Pittsburgh did not. Pittsburgh won seven games last year. Okay, so how so are we going to qualify? What this? is most improved? They have to. I, I think they need to win a playoff game. Uh, so I don't uh, win a make a, maybe make the playoffs. Okay, we'll say make the playoffs, and the Saints have to make the NFC championship. So, okay, okay, fair enough. So Pittsburgh has to make the playoffs. It, okay, so if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs and the Saints make the NFC championship, that's a push. push. Yep. If, right now, I do owe you a dollar from our draft show. Yeah. That's you know, but anyway, that's right fair here. enough. Well, I, here we go. I think that's a really Boom. good bet. I think that's a fun Boom. bet. Put your money where your mouth is. Segment right there. Boom. So that's the thing is. I think that's when people talk about most improved, that's the real most improved. Real most improved is intangibles plus statistic type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a one team that I, 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 I actually I just thought about. Okay. That actually may they got a new running back. But a lot of their team is the same. What about the Falcons? Right? Okay, so think about this. Think about this. Same coach, same quarterback, who mm-hmm. was the NFL MVP like uh, five years ago, no, yeah. four or five years ago, right? I mean, I, I just NFL MVP the twenty eighth to three. Yeah. He's the MLMVP this year. Same I think, receivers. Or he you just think, has or you think, bounce back. 
Or do you think he's just done after that twenty-eight to three? I, I think the Falcons have not <laughs> been the same since twenty-eight. They got the same court. You, I'm telling you, that's a team where you look at the depth chart and you, you look know, at like, the roster. How did and you they go, not win more games? How are they bad? How do they win six and, games? And now they they have to play Tom Brady twice. How did you guys win? It's because the division's so hard. Yeah, and they're not over the twenty-eight to three because that's a terrible loss. Yeah, I, I think they're not over twenty-eight to three. So Falcons, no. That's one I'm team. I'm telling you, you, look at their roster and you go, dude, yeah. this I'm roster right. is nice. And Julio Jones is nasty good. He is. And so that's 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 kind of fun. But um, we we both kind of feel the same way. I'm sure that the NFL season uh, can't get started soon enough. Oh man, I'm ready. We'll say this: if MLB gets going, uh, we'll be like on board with that, like hardcore. Yes, I'll be studying stuff because I'll be betting on these games going. Yes. Uh, I know this third pitcher from uh, Milwaukee is very good. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we'll we'll be all in on MLB when it comes back. But I'll figure maybe, it out. Maybe July 1st, uh, possibly. Yeah, so. But uh, what else you got? I, I don't know. You got anything else? What else is going on in sports right now? Is that it? Uh, the NFL did say that the facilities can be open as of yesterday, May 19th, uh, that for – Players that need to rehab injuries. So they still cannot have OTAs, uh, organized team activities, but players that need treatment on injuries can come into the facility and, and get with their trainers for their specific team and, and work those things out. Uh, one thing that goes on with that is, like, will players – well, player fake an injury so we can get into the practice facility. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the these guys, you know, that, that are professional athletes have been doing what they need to do to stay oh, in shape, dude. During, during all this, any of the guys that actually want to win have been have yeah, been absolutely. have been active. When I say that, people will be like, "What do you mean, professional athlete? They all want to win." No, they don't. Yeah, no, some they of don't. them are there. Some, just of, get a check. Trying, some of them are trying to get a check. I mean, other, other guys are really trying to put the, get the dubs. And I know this is going way back in the Jordan documentary, but like the first episode, they talked about the Bulls when Michael got there were called kind of like the cocaine traveling circus. I didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, and, and Michael talked about when he was a rookie that he went and knocked on one of the guy's doors and went in and he's like, you know, hey, there's booze over here and lines over here and girls over here. And he's like, I'm a rookie, and I, I, I just want to go play basketball. So he just left. He was like, I, I, I don't do lines. I didn't drink at the time. Uh, you know, i not into the girls thing. So he just he left. And so there, there are professional athletes that are more about the life and the things that come with that life than the actual winning piece. So we'll see it. You're, you're right there. And the deal is we'll see it. Because they won't come back and we'll see it. Yeah, you tell me. I mean, you tell me. Even NBA, if NBA starts back up, same thing. Like you know, there's guys that have taken this eight, ten, twelve weeks, whatever it is now, and not done anything, not Mm -hmm. touched a basketball. There's going to be a guy. I mean, you're going to see it. I I mean, teams, the teams that come out, NBA and NFL. LeBron James uh, Uh, is not one of those guys. Yeah, you know LeBron. I'm sure he's been working. Yeah, you know LeBron James is working. the deal is, you'll see it in the NFL. I mean, there's a reason. I don't like everyone to say this stuff, but there, there's a reason why uh, a guy that is as talented as OBJ, as Odell Beckham, yep, got shipped away from New York. Shipped away from New York. Why? 
Why? Because a little party lifestyle, a little bit too much. And the thing is, it's it's a tough balance, right? Because it, you don't uh, – a lot of the Chiefs players have a good time. And it ain't about that. It's about when you put – if you're a pro athlete and you end up putting some of that stuff above winning championships, which what the Chiefs players kind of do, and, and you see it, is that Kelsey, Mahomes, those guys, guess what they did? They put the time in. They mm-hmm. won – and then it's time to have a party. Well, and, and then it's time to have a parade and go to the Post Malone concert and have a good time. And D- Dennis Rodman is an example of that. Like, you know, excuse me, in the documentary it talks about he went on a vacation, which part of it, excuse me, part of it had got excused from the Bulls, from Michael and from Phil. Uh, but he stayed in Vegas too long, and they had to go get him. I mean, he, he missed – an NBA Finals practice to go beyond Monday Night Nitro in uh, late. I think it was. I think it was in '98. You know when there was the Monday Night Wars going on, all that. He missed a NBA Finals practice to go beyond Nitro with Hulk Hogan. But they find him, and he came out and played his ass off and helped the Bulls win another championship. So. If if you're that level of athlete as a Dennis Rodman was at that time, and you can miss something and then get back, I mean, same kind of with Allen Iverson, you know, in the whole practice deal. Like they practice? were they they were criticizing him because you know the, the the team had lost that game or whatever, and or that series I think in the playoffs, and and they were asking him about him missing a practice, and he's like practice i i am what i am like i'm i am this team basically i mean that whole rant they still perform at a high level you know me i'm not a guy that can skip things and then still perform at a high level yeah high school athletes out there you are not at that level to where you can skip workouts skip things and then perform so, so we'll end, we end up seeing, we'll end up seeing uh, NBA and NFL, which guys were actually putting the work yeah, in the offseason. Which guys were. Um, Sorry about the rant. No, I, hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I mean, there's guys that basically, they, you know, a perfect guy, of a, a perfect example of a guy that kid uh, could do the party lifestyle. And then when NFL season kicked back up, get all the way out of it and go to the NFL, is your guy. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. And and I've seen interviews where Michael Irvin talked about, you know, they're kind of in the early 90s, is that his birthday was like in early March. And so he knew he could party and do whatever he wanted basically from the end of the season until his birthday, which obviously in some of those early 90s teams, the end of the season was in late January, early so February. So the, the dude went loco. For so he'd like- go crazy for like a month. But then he knew, like, hey, once my birthday hits, I gotta, I gotta start training again. And then he's back on it. Perfect yeah. example. And I mean, perfect example know, of a guy that knows. If you look up the times he got busted with the cocaine and things, it happened between the end of the season and before his birthday. But he said, kind of that final one was his wake up. But anyway, not even. Mad. I, I don't want to get on a not tangent even there. Not even mad about it. Yeah, I mean, he, but he, he performed. handled his business right. He not, performed. Not smart to get, not smart to get caught. But no. Handle his business. That's so. not smart to do illegal drugs either, kids. 
Oh, whoever. Oh, don't do illegal drugs. Don't do illegal drugs. That's a PSA. When they become illegal, um, it's okay though. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up here, uh, thanks again to the Kansas City Podcast Network for having us on. We hope that you guys are enjoying these shows that we do uh, during this quarantine. We will, you know, eventually have a, a home studio where we'll do these things, and it'll look better, it'll sound better. But just kind of hang with us. We're trying to introduce you to our personalities and things right now. Uh, but uh, just hang with us. And we, we thank the Kansas State Podcast Network. It's a blast being on there. I enjoy listening to several of the shows. Um, so check out kcpn.org. And there there is a show that you will enjoy. If you're not a sports fan, it's this show. There's other ones. But if you're a sports fan, our show – there's a couple other sports shows on the network too, but just check it out. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. But if you like what we're doing, if there's something you want to hear our opinion on, please tweet us at Midwest Mikes. Um, tweet the Kansas City Podcast Network uh, and let them know, hey, we want to hear the Midwest Mikes guys talk about whatever. And we'll talk about it. For sure. We'll let you know. But anyway, I'm Gary. This is Austin. We're Midwest Mikes. This has been Fully Loaded KC, and we'll be back next week. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.